Hello and welcome everyone back to Hall of Murphy. We are back here today to talk about more Peacemaker. Are you excited, John? Yeah, of course. Love this show. <laughs> We're excited to talk about episode four to six. Episode The Chode Less Traveled. These titles are amazing. <laughs> Monkey Dory and Mern After Reading. What a set of episodes. It's crazy how the show just keeps ramping up with each entry. Yeah, you think one episode is really good. Yeah, well, the next one's even better. So be there every square. See it before it gets spoiled. I mean, I, you know, we're going to talk about spoilers, of course. Um, yeah, of but course. I'm I'm really happy that the butterflies wasn't dragged out throughout the entire season. That we pretty much got the confirmation episode two and just jumped right into it in episode three. Because I feel like, uh, especially Disney Plus shows, like keeping the villains a secret till the final episode. And I like that Peacemaker's like, no, these are the bad guys. Let's get them. See, that's one thing. Peacemaker is like perfect long form story- storytelling. And with the MCU, they just, or not the MCU, just Disney Plus series in general, they just, they're just dragging things out that could better serve and be better developed if they're revealed sooner. Like, look at, I feel like we're sort of the point like Cad Bane, you know, it could have been so much better if you just like episode earlier than that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or Kingpin. The thing is, is what I feel like that the problem is, or what Peacemaker has that that doesn't, there's no big, oh, it's the butterflies. I remember them from issue number 45. It's it's and the thing is, so the weight's off, and I think a lot of the Disney Plus shows like to make these grand entrances for characters, especially like Kingpin, where it's like, oh, it's the Kingpin, let's build up to him. But the problem is, is by the time you build up to him, you don't spend a lot of time with him, and unless like here, especially in these three episodes, we learn a lot about the butterflies, how they're here, why they're here, um, exactly how do they take over, very gruesomely. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my God. Jeez, that looks painful. And gun confirmed. You know, when when they get when they start burrowing in your head, they start eating your brain. Blah. And it's gun loves body snatchers. You can see that, and especially with the uh, the pointing scenes. Every time they're they're caught with the, it's definitely yeah. a reference. <laughs> the like the thing is, I'm not. I think I, I've gotten a little tired of the depressing outlook of life that every show nowadays has to have some kind of like grand killing spree or stuff like this, like body snatchers, like body horror. I like body horror, but it's like this, but like, I didn't expect to watch it go up the nose, especially a character. I actually started liking, mm-hmm. I like cop and I'm like, no, come on. <laughs> yeah. But then she just, wow. What's uh What's her so, name? Uh, Annie Chang. So, Annie she Chang, yeah. Song, yeah. Yeah, she, she sells both sides. Gunn talked about it, how, like, during the auditions, people people who would nail Sophie, but they wouldn't nail Goff. Yeah. And then the people who would nail Goff and couldn't nail Sophie. And then she just, she's really good. Like, she was really likable. She was fun, and she was serious. And she did a really good job. It's a shame she's Goffed now. Yeah, I I do love the fact that it is Goff. That that's just like the thing is that it's that character, mm-hmm. <laughs> which yeah. is like it's it, yeah, it is a butterfly, but it's technically still Goff. So Goff just took over a different body. So you have that little like, oh yeah, every smile is different. It's like, ooh. <laughs> when they were all walking out of the police station, God, I think before that though, the monster scene. Yeah, dude, 
that was amazing that was sick that was so cool it, it was like the thing is, is like the effects are great for the show like he really mm-hmm. knows when to choose what effects how to make it work and you see it and the thing is it's like the invasion sequence like all these butterflies intricate designs and everything happening and i felt bad like the good thing is we had enough time with these cops at least with uh I think Larry Fitzgibbons is her partner's name, where I actually felt really bad. And I was like, can at least one of them not get taken over? Mm-hmm. And they did. And I was like, oh, man. <laughs> I was really hoping, because I, I really liked him, too. Um, and then, no, especially talking about like the effects, the CGI, uh, Charlie in um, Monkey Dory. He looked great. Yeah, he looked fantastic. And then he looked even, <laughs> and then the chainsaw going through him. Oh, <laughs> poor guy. Economist coming in clutch. Die Beard comes in clutch. I love how the entire show, he just constantly makes fun of him. He saves his ass with an epic kill once and the like best buds. <laughs> it's just like instance. Yeah. Um, and especially talking about Charlie. Um, it's not like super obvious. I don't, it's kind of a deep cut character who is, has, he's been gone for a while. It has not been featured, but um, mm. Sergeant Gorilla, that was, um, Sergeant Gorilla was named Charlie. So I think that might've been a little callback to him, but. It probably is. Yeah. But like these, the, especially the, the visuals utilized to make him like, oh, it's, you know, it's a gorilla, but he has like this helmet. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, I think a lot of people are going to go in thinking it's uh, the big ape that we all know and love with his Gorilla Grodd with his helmet. But it's definitely like a callback to some others because he's not the only one. There's been a lot of like really smart gorillas in the DC oh, universe. DC loves its gorillas and sharks. It's such a weird thing to just be a running gag in that universe. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, now we're getting Karshan in Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. Yeah. Who's going to be like completely night and day to, to sweet little... Uh, non away because <laughs> Karshan's just a rip and tear kind of fella. I'm really, I'm really excited to see that. I think it's going to be really interesting how they twist the the Aquaman sequel. Yeah, <laughs> I was talking about, actually talking about Aquaman earlier with a friend, and it it, it just something I noticed via the BTS reel. It's Orm has a seems to have the supporting you know sidekick role that somebody else had in the first film. Mm. And I just noticed, I, I mean, I love Patrick Wilson and uh, I'm excited, but I, ho- I hope he wears the Ocean Master costume. That was a really cool costume. I thought I it looked want, great. He has to return and say once again, I am Ocean Master. A lot of my friends thought that role, I thought that line was pretty funny. And I was yeah. like, it's cool. <laughs> my, my girlfriend laughs every time she hears the line. <laughs> he was so good in the movie, though. Yeah, I love Patrick good. Wilson. He's a great actor. I'm still a little sad he wasn't, he didn't uh, stay in the Ant Man movie, but I think he would have been wasted on that small role. Who did he play? Did he play Daring? Uh, he would have been Crosshair. So he wasn't going to be Daring. Crosshair? If I remember the name correctly. Oh. Huh. Interesting. There's like a minor villain at the time, but like that was the rumor. If he actually had the uh, role. Interesting. Yeah, I, I oh yeah, here it is, Ant Man Cast 2014. Oh geez. <laughs> but um yeah, I'm happy he's in the DCU. I mean the DC that's what I think DC loves. DC loves their horror. 
they they love picking from horror. I mean, look oh, at the yeah. directors they have, and and um, they have Andy Muschietti. They have uh, David Sandberg. You know, James Wan. Yeah, yeah, they're all great. Uh, James, I was talking. Uh, oh, yeah. oh, sorry, go on. No, no, you you first. James Gunn even has a few. I think horror. I mean, he didn't directly. He didn't slither. Directly, he slither, and he he did a little. I think he produced Brightburn. He did produce Brightburn. Which is a very interesting film. He also has PC porn on his list, so you never know. His what? <laughs> Do you not know uh, the PG porn? I've heard of it. I think I've heard of that. A the, TV series? Yeah, well, it was an online series, and it's just like the yeah, dumbest shit ever. I remember that. Do you want to see my kitten? Oh, I got like a box of six. Do you want one? <laughs> <laughs> Especially because he shows up in one of them. It's like, huh. <laughs> But like I was talking, so when I was in, in I was in Malta for us mm-hmm. and I was talking to another journalist who generally also noticed that a lot of like big name um, directors, especially comic book scenes are mostly from horror backgrounds. Mm-hmm. A lot of them. And it started like all the way back with like Evil Dead when Sam Raimi took on Spider-Man. Like he was like also a horror director. So it's really interesting to see how that such a breeding ground because they learn how to use low, small budgets, make intense action se- or action sequences, but like intense sequences and stuff like that. It's such a good basis for it. And you really see James Gunn and in, in, in Peacemaker kind of embracing the horror vibes a bit more because you have like this good balance between everything John Cena is doing and Vigilante with like the whole aspect of the butterflies not being downplayed. It is horrific. It is not nice. Some aspects are just extremely heavy to watch, and he just embraces it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, James Gunn isn't, isn't pulling punches. No, not at all. Especially with the whole um, uh, <laughs> with uh, Peacemaker's dad and Vigilante confronting. <laughs> Jeez, Peacemaker's dad. Uh, Augie Smith is a character, bro. I I respect the fact that don't shy away from anything. There's no pulling punches. There's no cutting corners. There's no redeeming. This guy is exactly what he is, and they're going mm-hmm. for it. Yeah, I mean, it's um, it's not too far of a cry from his comic book counterpart. I mean, he's not like a legit Nazi, you know, general that he is in the comics. But he's, you know, he's. I think he's. Yeah. He's something, I wouldn't say he's something worse, but he's just, you know, it's it's just scary to see somebody in modern day still follow the, those those ideologies and everything. And especially the kind of person he is and you know, the words he says, he's just yeah, crazy fella. It's, and the thing is, like, they don't, the show, it the actor does a great job. I really, I hope this isn't another, uh, what was it with... Um, with U.S. agent with the actor, where everyone was like everything he said in the show, they were throwing at the actor, mm-hmm. and it's like you know, definitely this guy. He just he knew how to do it. The, the characters around him is everything. It's just kind of and like it's it's so weird because the show is about an alien invasion of butterflies, and we still have this this dude in white supremacy movement in the middle of it all. Yeah, <laughs> it's they pretend like they're the most important aspect of the story (laughs) Mm -hmm. and they're not they're they're not even getting the time of day (laughs) uh but it's so like the thing is is that like with peacemaker especially with his relationship with his dad early on and then kind of 
Like, it's not like, oh, we know what he is, even if, you know, yeah, those who read comics might know. But going in, we weren't like, oh, is he going to be that? And then we saw the costume like, oh, okay, they're going down this route. But like, Peacemaker loves his dad. He kind of wants his attention. He wants his love. Mm -hmm. But we also get like the teases of that. There is something that kind of happened in the background. Yeah, that's um, it's a topic I was I've been developed. I really want to write a feature on and working on because I just just the parallels with it all. And yeah, I think it's I think it's just an extreme an extreme look at, you know, things a lot of people go through today. And like, you know, and the whole aspect of, you know, mm. learning, you know, growing up with your parents, seeing them as, you know, these great people. And they're just, you know, sometimes they're just, it's just tough love. But sometimes, you know, it's realizing, oh, you know, it wasn't tough love. And, you know, they're just actually bad people. Yeah. It's it's not understanding like what does it mean? You don't you don't know the difference as a kid. You're just like, oh, he's trying to make me tough. Mm-hmm. Like I'll be honest, like sometimes where I'm like when 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 Augie just goes at it, I'm like, how in the hell does he think he loves him outside of laughing at the guy rat guy who shot him? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he just was a dick. He just literally was like, I want you dead. <laughs> it's like, oh dad, come on, stop joking. I want you freaking dead. <laughs> yeah. Um, God, I forgot. I I, I, I these talking points, and I always forget. <laughs> it's prior. That's why I let it flow. I yeah. I do have to say, uh, vigilante, <laughs> the way he gets into the prison. Yeah, <laughs> just where they're just watching him drag it over there and throw it in, and then just I I I saw, I remember when it went viral. The line he said to the group of them is just so good. What a yeah, great people, job! That was that was a really, really good one. Oh, uh, it was such a gut punch. I love how he plays the character because they pretty much upfront say he just doesn't have any connection with this stuff. He is just completely yeah. disassociated with emotions. But it works so well for he, the character. People, this is like people were worried. People were really worried about how Gum was going to like change vigilante and everything and it paid off i mean that's this is what gun does i mean people people will get angry that he'll take you know lesser known characters like he did the guardians and you know some yeah. characters in suicide squad and he he'll work his magic with them he'll he'll change them to better fit the story and he'll actually give them layers vigilante in the comics i'm sorry i mean big dc fan here but vigilante is literally the punisher he's literally the punisher mm. he's like the he's like the dollar store like like the great value punisher yeah. Like he's like he's literally called vigilante. Like it's not like a some special name, like you know, the Punisher. It's just like, you know, you have the name brand Punisher and then you, you go to the you, you go to you get the Walmart brand. Yeah. This that's what he was. And here he's just he's so much more character and he's just so much more interesting, so much more fun. It what works so well is that he has character, even though he's supposed to have no character, if you know mm-hmm. what I mean. Because like the fact is they use the awkwardness of him being who he is, but like he does have emotions. Like he he freaking adores Peacemaker and stuff like that. But it's just that he doesn't know how to connect to people, and they're using that not only for comedic chops, but also for some good dramatic beats at times, especially with how he contrasts to John Cena Smith. Yeah, I I love their friendship is something i mean <laughs> the um mermaid emoji the mermaid mermaid emoji i i i started using that <laughs> and i was using my friends and 
but uh, it's just because you can tell like Peacemaker does care, but yeah. you know he's just like you know he's not just want to show that he cares because you know it all goes back to you know his father and you know showing you know emotional, emotional connection man. and yeah, which works so well if you consider the whole Rick Flag sequence where he starts crying. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. Because that's kind of the big thing is that he does like he adored Rick Flag, and then the whole Peacemaker what a joke sequence it got to him and like this is probably that was the one thing the one time killing someone pushed him over the edge that we had the whole I can't just kill kids you know oh I was missing my dove and stuff like that it actually mm-hmm. made him think about what the hell he's doing and it probably put him on the path that he is on in this show yeah it's it's just a really really good just some really great character development especially with a character like peacemaker i mean somebody that like people just they hated for killing rick flag and yeah he was it's crazy how the suicide squad just gave such a makeover to so many characters such a facelift rick flag i mean in the first one he looked like a redneck <laughs> he was a he was like the cliche of a military man mixed with the cliche of a redneck <laughs> yeah and in the suicide squad he was just so much more interesting i don't know so much more fun to be around he he looked he looked fun he was fun and he and he cared about his teammates he looked like he was twice his size too he looked so yeah in the first suicide squad hit there he was like the buffest dude out of all of them (laughs) yeah and he and he wore the comic he wore the orange he wore the yellow shirt yeah let's go the suicide squad did a lot right and i think you see here what james gunn can do especially like with Peacemaker is that and in, in the brutal aspect, the R rated aspect, he does feel very comfortable in this environment. Mm-hmm. Not to say he's, he's not good at PG 13, but I think he likes the balance sometimes of just having the fun to go crazy. I mean, I'll be honest, like some scenes, even the suicide squad where I was like, okay, this is a little heavy. Mm-hmm. It's a little much, but because you're just not used to it anymore. A lot of R rated films nowadays are mostly about potty humor and cursing and then so to see an actual film be like ah here's the face blown off and his tongue sticking out you're like ooh, oh he's not he's not hiding anything also great effects (laughs) yeah um and just yeah it it it, that pg-13 not you know it's just there's things he couldn't do especially like in the the bodily plant i mean i think I think you could get away with the the butterflies, you know. Oh god, it, it's literally on my my YouTube page right now. It's it's the lady's head, the the front desk lady at the at the gland tie. <laughs> Her head getting blown Ooh. pieces, dude. I... He just walks in, and Leona's talking to uh, talking to her, and Peter goes boom. <laughs> I love that sequence. Just how it opens, like nonchalantly, like well, she was a butterfly. How do you yeah. see that? <laughs> The um and the lady at the desk was like just like what do you want? She's like because literally Leo, Leona goes how are, hey how are you doing? She goes okay. And she goes what do you want? And then boom her head gets blown <laughs> pieces, dude. It looked but it looked like that was like one of the few. It looked really practical. What made it look so good? Yeah, and then like she's on the floor like gasping for air and the butterfly's crawling out and he's just like oh oh yeah I gotta shoot that too. Boom. <laughs> God, dude, that's one the thing. effect though of the butterflies coming out of the skull is so creepy, but so well done. <laughs> yeah, God, the butterflies are wild. I mean, I wonder how long it's gonna take before we see them debut in comics. 
Oh, yeah, true. Because, I mean, movies have done that before, and they'll just, you know, a couple months later, you know, they love those movie tie-ins. Yeah. I, but I, I do find interesting, especially with the butterflies, I didn't expect that one of them would already be one. Yeah. I thought someone was going to get taken over. I didn't expect to find out who Morn really is. Especially the way she just puts on the helmet. <laughs> and yeah. And then hard, hardcore comes in. Oh, we know. <laughs> like, and she's like, and she's oh. like, come on, dude. P Finger doesn't like when people such stuff. <laughs> I love that sequence. It's such <laughs> a great, like, it's a great reveal for a weekly release. Like a whoa, what does this mean? But mm-hmm. at the same time, the follow-up is such a James Gunn moment. <laughs> like, right, come on, let's go. On. God, Gunn could just do so have so much fun with this. And I've, I've been reading a lot of Secret Six lately, and I just think that's something he would kill. Oh, definitely. He would kill it with Secret Six, especially with Gail Simone. And the two of them, they, they interact a lot on um, on Twitter and social media. And I think, I mean, both of them on the project, it'd be something really special. It, And that's the thing is, like, I would love to see him, because I think he's really good when he has someone to balance him out, too. Because he's very much a team player. And I think if he has, and you see it like here with some of the writers that, you know, a lot, most of the show was written by him, but he let the characters kind of also guide him, the actors to push, how do I make certain characters work and stuff like that. And I think that collaborative aspect, if, if they, you know, Gail Simone has some great storylines, if that can make that work, man, that could be an incredible film. Oh yeah. I think, um, I mean, obviously, I think after Guardians Three, I'm sure he'll um, he has the secret project, which we yeah, which is um, all we know is that it's not a comedy and it's not Peacemaker season two. Damn it! Which is also coming, which might be a year or two before we get that. So um, I think I hopefully after that he'll just keep expanding. You know, there's a lot of opportunity from what he's doing, and he's doing a lot of he's doing a great. He's doing better world building than the first few DC movies did. Yeah, the thing is, is that the world building he's doing is that it feels less constrained in that mm-hmm. regard. And I think that is also partly due to, you know, the characters he's working with are minor and yeah. he can do more. If you do, like even with Matt Reeves, if he does Batman, he can only do so much within that world building. It's always going to be very Gotham centric. That's um, the thing. The, the new the new batman prequel book directly mentions directly mentions lex corp in metropolis really i haven't read yeah. it yet no i have i have just been I, I i got halfway through a video on it and i've been seeing some stuff but yeah it mm. mentions also uh, apparently riddler uh is a food delivery guy and oh it's like a street racer a street racer that's why he drives like a maniac <laughs> yeah he spent apparently like at, at age 16 he started building the batmobile damn yeah this person's a weirdo this guy's a weirdo <laughs> he's not like the eccentric playboy he's just like a weirdo he's just inside and doesn't even like talking to alfred and alfred's like hardcore bro alfred's like ex-military um like he's crazy tv really circus curious. so well, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see the Batman. I think the different take is going to be really, really interesting. 
Mm-hmm. I got to pull Fandango up. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's just intense. Yeah, that's... But I, you see like a lot of the projects they're doing right now are a bit more adult, I'll say. Mm-hmm. Um, they're testing out new things, but it's a bit more diverse, I'll say, at the end of the day, because not everything follows it. Aquaman is still kind of like the extremely goofy version of it. But, you know, it's, it's Aquaman and they embrace that. Um, it's working really well for DC. Oh, yeah. It's working incredibly well. And I'm really excited. Like, this is going to be a big year with The Flash, with um, The Batman, Aquaman, Black. It's a lot of projects, actually, considering how much of a drought we had until now. Mm-hmm. Oh, Black Adam. Ooh, we're going to have fun talking about that leading up to that. <laughs> that first trailer hopefully dynamic. soon. The power dynamic will finally change. I can't wait to hear <laughs> The Rock say that every week. You think he'll say it in the movie? He that will definitely say it in the movie. And they're, they're like, they're like, what the fuck is the team? <laughs> it's like, I don't know, just punch him. <laughs> just, just punch him. I'm, I'm really curious, especially where they're going with like these new generations. Cat, uh, if you attack me, I swear to God, <laughs> every recording. Um, I'm really excited to see where they're going, especially, you know, like Peacemaker with this very different type of show. What does that mean for other shows with Batgirl, with, um, you know, these HBO Max projects they're doing where they're they're completely unshackled uh, in a degree from like the things that they were trying to do. And I feel like DCU is slowly getting that sweet spot they were looking for. Mm-hmm. Where they can just it's just fluidly projects like they make sense that they're greenlighting these. Yeah. And they just flow well with each other. Exactly. And it's at the same time, like they'll still throw in some projects that aren't necessarily a complete connective tissue mm-hmm. multi, you know universe setup or something it, they're they're mixing it up and i think you're we're seeing like this is the potential direction for because we're seeing a lot more superhero films like this could be the balance of adding more diverse projects because even marvel's doing it like moon knight looks like a very different type of show um and i hope that this is the direction we're going before like we overrun for too long with superhero films at this rate <laughs> Yeah, it's just, I think in the next few years, it's going to be a lot of great, um, it's not coming from DC, especially with, like, I think Batgirl and Flash and Batgirl are a real, a real stepping stone, because, of course, Flash is rumored to be changing quite a bit. Yeah. I, I think it's funny, because I feel like Flash is going to change just specific things, not the entire universe. Like, I feel like the events of the Suicide Squad will stay the same, the events of Peacemaker will stay the same, and little things will be changed about Aquaman and Shazam and Wonder Woman. Well, that's always the thing. Is Peacemaker part of that post-Flash world already? You know, technically could be. It could be, yeah. Especially, yeah, that's a good point. Because the it Suicide could easily, Squad... It could easily fit there. Because the Suicide Squad hinted at the mission they had before with Captain Boomerang. Hinted at a few, yeah. Yeah, and, and that's kind of a few. <laughs> this was the one he got killed. <laughs> uh, Boomerang always comes back. I'm not, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. <laughs> I, I still am in love with it. Every time I would like a post-credit sequence in the flash of just Boomer living again and being like, all right, mate. <laughs> Shit. Let's go. No, he he directly he directly walks on the screen and goes, a boomerang always comes back. That's it. <laughs> just extra cheesy. <laughs> Freeze frame and it goes, yeah. It was just rock music. You hear like, like you hear like a you hear like a beer can cracking open. <laughs> It's a freaking, it's a lager commercial from Australia <laughs> with him. That would be amazing. He's like fighting a kangaroo. <laughs> Just takes him out. And then he, get, and then he dies at the end of it. <laughs> yeah. Just think, of, think, of it, think of 
it like Kenny in South Park. That would be oh, man, they part. killed Captain Boomerang. <laughs> Not again, you bastards. <laughs> uh, every man. identity crisis, he comes back. <laughs> God, no, they should just make him a metahuman with the power to come. Like, what's his name in Marvel? Mr. Immortal or something? Mr. Immortal, or... uh, Immortal, yeah. Yeah, that'd be pretty funny. They just keep <laughs> coming back. God, that'd be great. It could just be a great running gag from the DCEU. Just shows up in like Supergirl and just gets like annihilated and then boom. <laughs> he just he doesn't even like he he doesn't even have build up. He just walks on screen and just kind of slightly see him and like the boomerang fly over. Like, is that freaking Captain Boomerang? <laughs> Again. God, this guy just won't piss off. <laughs> uh it's ah oh, man, it's it's that's kind of the thing. It's it's really exciting to think what's gonna come our way. What else can they do? And we, you know, we still got two episodes of, of Peacemaker to go. Who knows like what direction this show is gonna go, especially with the buildup of the factory and, and the substance that they drink. Though I just because we, we kind of already mentioned it early on, but like the fact that Peacemaker kept the freaking butterfly this entire time. Yeah, because because it was fragile masculinity. <laughs> just like he had a and, so, and then when he when he starts having his party and he just feeds it. <laughs> Ugh. But I I'm will say in. the Eagly. Oh my god, I love Eagly. That's I. I never thought it would work, but it works so damn well. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, perfect. It's perfect. Hope Eagly comes back in another movie. Hope Peacemaker go- comes back in another movie. I don't want to see him just in shows from now on. I do want to see him back in the movies. I can't imagine they wouldn't. Like John Cena is a big name. They're yeah, well established he... as a film character. Hmm. So why not bring him back? Like I could see him as part of a secret six, just if, with a different roster. I'm just thinking about DCE secret six. Who could be on that team? Okay. We got, let's say peacemaker. We have dead shot. We got dead shot. I could still imagine Bane. Yeah, of course. Bane. Yeah. Um, I'd love to see ragdoll. I'd love to see ragdoll. ragdoll we need ragdoll. Um, you think Catman? Oh yeah, no DCEU needs Catman. Yeah, everyone love people love Catman. He's silly, he's goofy, but people love him. <laughs> I mean, that's like that's the kind of character James Gunn can pull off, you know? Yeah. Oh, I, I'd love to see Knockout and Scandal. Ooh, especially yeah. like if, especially I, I have a feeling the new DC. I mean, whatever happens after Flash, I I would still like to see some you know Apocalypse connection, New Gods. I want to mm. see I want to see Knockout, King Shark at one point was a Secret Six member. Oh yeah, true. I just We're, he just shows up at the end. One guy dies, and he's just like, "I'm here, num num." <laughs> I could just I, I, he won't even need the money. He doesn't even care. He just, nah. He's like, "I'm here for the friends." I they could even put Ratcatcher on that team. True, Ratcatcher would make sense. She seems like a, a character they want to explore more. Yeah, I. It's it's funny because she's such a. You just wouldn't think, you know, how much can you really do with Ratcatcher? Yeah. But you know, people love her. People love Danielle Melchior, and the character is just so much fun. Hey, do we get another joke with if Deadshot, um, Peacemaker's on it, and like the interaction between Deadshot and Peacemaker is very similar to his with <laughs> with yeah. Idris Elba's Bloodsport? And he's like, <sighs> "This is oddly familiar. Please don't shoot yeah. me." <laughs> I just I want Will Smith back. I still think Deadshot Will Smith that was fantastic casting. I loved him in the role. Yeah, I, I, he definitely wants to come back. I mean, 
literally to literally today and yesterday i've been seeing on twitter a lot people are like people are like oh warner brothers oh they ruined deadshot too they ruined deadshot too and i was like uh no they didn't will smith could literally said he couldn't come back he was gonna be in it yeah and then then it was deathstroke and then then it was blood sport i mean like i'm sad it wasn't deathstroke but at the same time like I think Deathstroke would have been too much of a cliche for this kind of role that mm-hmm. Bloodsport was such an out of like everything about Bloodsport's design made me happy that he's in this movie. <laughs> yeah, he looks great. That That's one of my new favorite costumes, I'll be honest. EU has incredible costumes. Yeah. I feel like that's one thing. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not here to shit on the MCU, but I feel like a lot of the MCU ones are just like <laughs> Like they're really they feel militarized. I don't know. They have a especially like like Captain America. Well, it is Captain. I mean, America. yeah, he is. He, <laughs> but you know, more like you know what I mean. Not like yeah. he looks like you know he's, he's been deployed. I mean, yeah. I mean, the, the thing is, you do see them trying to mix it up again, but they did have a time where costumes followed a certain formula. I'll say the MCU just loves putting random lines on their costumes. Yeah, they they want to add definitions for some mm-hmm. reason, but they don't want to like but like I I feel like Moon Knight is like a first good step into a new direction. Yeah. Oh yeah. Especially uh Moon Knight, Scarlet, well. Well, Scarlet Witch's costume was pretty good. I'm surprised they made that work to be honest. Yeah. Um but like just I love how crazy like the DCEU went with the Aquaman, they went with the Ocean Master, they went with Black Manta. They said, I mean, "Yeah, Black we don't Manta care. looked great, though." Yeah, no, and they even it looks even more. It looks even better in the sequel. I mean, they yeah. just they, they're like they're like we don't care how how stupid it might look. Let's go. But that like that's the thing that the MCU has the problem is that they created this very specific universe where everything has to have a certain unity. I'll say that they kind of mm-hmm. force themselves. They force their hands to be like, okay, we have to be a bit more consistent in some designs. Yeah. And that's why I'm kind of excited that they're exploring these new projects outside of that, which forces them to kind of move away from that. Yeah. But I, like that's, that's the thing with, with Peacemaker as well. Is like Peacemaker's costume is technically really simple, mm-hmm. but it it's looks like a, like a bitch to get in. <laughs> it's, like a, it's like a shirt and khakis. Yeah, but it looks so tight. Like, I can't imagine how hard it is to get into that. <laughs> and he just loves wearing it, which makes it even funnier. Yeah, he's, it's a uniform, dude. I mean. Yeah. But we have to give praise generally to John Cena for this. Oh, my God. John Cena followed me on Twitter. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Jealous. Yeah, I was like, one day and I noticed, I was like, holy fuck. <laughs> the day has come. <laughs> Love that guy. I mean, he follows a shit ton of people, but you know, it's still fun. Yeah, it's it's kind of a it's there's a you, you kind of want it. You're like, oh, he follows a lot of people, but you just maybe maybe I'll be one of them. Yeah, he, he's great. Love that you know guy. The, do you know the CEO from Platinum Games? What his kind of thing is? Platinum Games. No. So ever since the the CEO, there's a running gag is that he blogs everyone. And so people try to get blocked by him. <laughs> oh. And it's like a badge of honor if he blocks you. <laughs> oh, my God. It's just such a funny running gag because he, people just go up to him and say, you know, your company's kind of mid blocked. <laughs> and they'll just be like, I got blocked by him. It was so easy. 
Jeez, no, I, I haven't heard of this guy. That's that's pretty. Wait, something vague. I don't. I, I don't know. <laughs> it's you know, it's it's just such a like that. That's kind of the thing where it's just funny when it's online where it's just these trends happen or people become famous for certain things. And he's just like everyone embraces it. <laughs> uh, you know who we haven't talked about? Who? Uh, Judo Master. What Judo the Master. hell is up with Judo Master in this? Yeah, what's up with this dude? Why is he trying to help the butterflies? But he's not one, right? That's kind of confirmed. No, because he was eating Cheetos. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, but why? I don't get it. Is does he? He's just a big fan. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, maybe he was just paid. And he's just like, hey man, I do anything for money, and he's just like, I, I'm loyal. Give give me Doritos, and I'm good. <laughs> Any sort of like hot chips, let's go. <laughs> the shit this guy goes through in this series, though. <laughs> he just he gets shot. <laughs> he gets crowbarred to half to death. And he mm-hmm. just gets back up and runs. He's just—he's ready. I mean, yeah, he's—he's he's just ready to kick ass. I mean, I'm—I'm I'm excited to see what he does in the future. Yeah. <laughs> just thinking—he just gets up. God, I don't I hope he doesn't die. Yeah, I don't want him to die. He's hilarious. Keep—I want him to kind of just work with them because he's just like you're fine. I feel—I feel like somebody, somebody else is gonna die. Someone will probably die. If it's vigilante, I'll be pissed. I'll be pissed. I theorized that it was gonna be vigilante early on. Mm-hmm. But I can't see it, you know. Something about it. They built up this entire. Either it's they would kill him off to be like, oh no, Peacemaker is sad and it's like dramatic and everything. I just can't imagine them killing him now, though. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, that could be the show fucking with us. <laughs> yeah. God, I hope they don't kill him off. He's so cool. Yeah, I think if someone dies, I could see a uh, economist. I keep saying his name wrong. Yeah, oh, that'd be sad. Considering both him and others have basically, conf- I mean, he he's he literally said in the quote, "No, I'm not in Black Adam, but I'm pretty sure, uh, pretty sure Holland is." It's like, oh, yeah, I Thanks, think Hardcore dude. is definitely, which was like, spoiler, <laughs> spoiler. Yeah, I mean, everybody already knew, but you know, but still, he just yeah. said in an interview, he just said in an interview, "Hey, I'm not," but she is. The poor guy. He was like, I wanted to be. But, I know. wanted to be. And people were like getting mad that he said he wanted to be like a Nick Fury type that, you know, he shows up in every couple movies. What? Really? He'd be hilarious. Yeah, people got people. Dude, they get mad at everything. Yeah, well, that's true. Nowadays, it's just kind of like this. Who's more upset? Yeah, it's, it's always the Snyder folk who are always upset over something. I don't know. You know, it's, it's the sad thing is we're, we're at this like renaissance era of new stuff happening and we're still trying to live up to years ago to just keep that going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you know, I love Snyder's movies, but you know, the dude's done. He's done. I'm, I'm actually, I'm excited for his new projects. He's got some cool stuff coming on and he's, he's full into it. He has way more. Yeah, he, he's doing original. Yeah. He's doing original stuff, his own characters, you know, I mean, Hey, let the man be. Though, like, I really do want to know what this pro- the next film he's doing, which name I, I wrote two articles on it. I can't remember the name right now. Uh, Rebel Moon and Army of the Dead. Or, Rebel- or, or, or Planet of the Dead. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking of uh, Rebel Moon. Uh, it's just like, that's that was a Star Wars project. I'm kind of excited to see, like, okay, where's the Star Wars in this? <laughs> mm-hmm. 
it was supposed to be, I think, because there was always those rumors that he wanted to do a Seven Samurai, like Spider-Man or Star Wars project. Yeah, that that was Rebel Moon, and then he rewrote it. Oh, okay. It was def- he confirmed that it was a Star Wars project originally that he p- tried to pitch, but he never got around to it, and so he just decided to rewrite it as an original story. God, that would have been sick, like a Seven Samurai type. Ah, I think Lucasfilm would have not let that happen. <laughs> I feel yeah, like they don't, let, they, they're not let much happen. No, if it's not, you know, with Dave Filoni or, or John Favreau, the projects are dying at the window. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, it looks like Lando's dead. Oh, damn it. The, the guy who was announced to be working on it at yeah. Investor's Day just got picked up for a, um, a reboot of Flashdance, a reboot of Flashdance TV show. So I don't think Lando's moving anywhere. Uh. Thank God the book of Boba Fett was a secret, even though, yeah, could have been balanced. <laughs> but we're here for DC. There's so much to talk about; it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, really. Uh, we just need like an overall podcast. <laughs> just Murphy's Murphy Murphy the the night with Murphy's. <laughs> yeah, if Charles at a desk with a with a mug. <laughs> just sitting there you can't see the mug but you can can't, feel he, the drinking yeah he can't he, he can't leave either he's just stuck there <laughs> that's just who knows maybe he's been there all this time the he's, wearing a, he's wearing a dark phoenix t-shirt <laughs> a avi arad rules uh baseball cap <laughs> no his first guest is avi arad <laughs> yeah oh he has a he has an ages of shield uh cap that's what it is God. I'd love to see um no I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> the be like his face reveal would just be that. <laughs> yeah, we, we should get Charles on Hall of Murphy. He'd love that. He'd have no idea what was going on. <laughs> He'd just be like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Sounds about right. <laughs> when, when the Hawkman movie comes out, he'd be like, Yeah, let's go. Um oh that he'll definitely be on that. <laughs> he loves Hawkman. Though he's excited for the Batman, so oh yeah. God, the Batman's gonna be sick. Uh, this is Peacemaker. It's only a this is Peacemaker, away. damn it. <laughs> what are we talking about? Oh, yeah, Peacemaker. Uh, I have one gripe with the show. Yeah, what's one. I don't, I, I like the character of Adebayo. I don't see why she's really in this story. I think she's, she's here as a parallel for Peacemaker. I know because... she is, but it's just kind of. Because they're they're very different people, but you know they they're going through something very similar, and that's realizing that, that both of their parents are shitbags. True, true. My only thing is Viola Davis, the most calculating woman on the planet. Uh wait, Viola Davis is the actress. Amanda Waller. <laughs> Amanda Waller. She's so good at the role that she's just—it's such a parallel. She's but, uh, like one of the best villains the DCEU has, and she's not even a villain. Like yeah. you know. And, and that's kind of the thing. It's like she's always been like so on point and things. Okay, she was trying to get them out and everything. But like, and she looked at her daughter and went, you're meant for this. <laughs> you're going to do this. You can do this. The whole diary thing. I was so confused with it. I was like, what? What is this about? Oh, they're trying to pin something on him, aren't they? Mm-hmm. But it's just- with the Wayne. Ind- okay, well, that's one thing I've noticed. The Wayne industry sticker on the diary mm. is Affleck. I did see that, yeah. So maybe, I don't know, maybe they just keep it post-flesh. But 
<laughs> you never know. It's like we're looking at logos. It reminds me of the whole Morbius hunt with the 3,000 different universes in one film. God, it's, <laughs> it's WandaVision all over again. Which, which logo is it? What is it going to mean? What does it mean? Who cares? <laughs> just throw it in there. Um, it's just Morbius. No one cares. <laughs> Peacemaker, uh, you know what? Well, let's use the Wayne one we have. You know, it's probably yeah. just because they didn't design the new one yet. Very likely. Yeah, They could just use the old one from the um, old Keaton films. It was a good design. I, I could see mm-hmm. them reusing. But that's the big question, like, as well. Like, if Peacemaker is in a timeline where they changed the past, like, where is Peacemaker time-wise from where, like, Batgirl is? Is it around the same time? Is it... Because we're trying to think about Michael Keaton. He's playing himself just older. So this is a oh my Batman. God. Give me a great idea. Hmm? A Peacemaker Christmas special. Oh my God, yes. He has like a Santa hat helmet. Sorry, go on. <laughs> it just, it, cheer, it spreads Christmas cheers. The last present <laughs> of his father. <laughs> oh, jeez. I, I hope we get to see more of the freaking helmets. We got the x-ray helmet and the... Uh, uh, the impact blast one, but I'm like, well, give us more helmets. I want to see him in the underwater one. I want to see how goofy that looks. Mm. <laughs> yeah, oh just in the God. finale, he just goes through helmet after helmet. <laughs> God, he just keeps pulling them on, pull them off. He's like, give me this one. Give me that one. Give me this one. <laughs> Adebayo is just throwing it at him. <laughs> I, I do find it funny, like uh, speaking of helmets, how vigilante after his, uh, you know, after his identity is revealed, he just nonchalantly doesn't care anymore about it. But then mm-hmm. you have that awkward sequence where he pretends not to be who he is. You have the same voice. No. <laughs> oh, gosh. <He's> so dumb. <laughs> I do. I do. But I, I am enjoying Danielle Brooks on the show. Um, she's oh, yeah, pretty. She's, she's good. She's a good actress. And they. I do think she's there to add a bit of because everyone I feel like everyone here is at a different stage in their careers, you could say. Yeah. And she's just that, you know. I think maybe she's just there. She's there to ground it. I I think so too. Like the thing is, don't don't misunderstand. I don't think like her being there is a bad thing. It's just that in universe, I'm having such a hard time understanding why she's there you know like Mm -hmm. why would she be sent on this mission why would her mother think she's ready for this especially in a mission that involves an alien invasion of butterflies where her daughter can easily be killed so either like if if at the end of the show it's kind of like she was hoping that maybe she dies that i would buy (laughs) as sad as it sounds i would buy that and i don't know why and it's cruel or she was hoping for her to learn something or something. But it's just, it's such a weird thing because this character is just known for being so ruthless. And we get like this tender moment with her daughter. And then you realize she sent her daughter who had nothing to do with this to kill, to kind of stop an alien invasion. Mm-hmm. And Ugh. plant something on a guy who is very known for killing people. So it's like, ah, what's going on here? <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. It's got it. I'm so excited to see how the show wraps up. Yeah. I'm I'm ready for a lot of action, probably a lot of blood, a lot of oh, laughs. Yeah. Oh yeah. 
it's gonna be hard though to beat the you know gorilla with the chainsaw, but we're getting there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know how they're gonna how they're gonna do that. <laughs> I'm wondering. Hmm, hmm. It's, just, it's the same. <laughs> it's not the same thing. It's just like vigilante and peacemaker both holding a big chainsaw together, being like, big "Are you chainsaw. feeling this?" <laughs> just imagine vigilante bringing up chainsaw to the final fight. I mean, he wants to do it, right? Like, I yeah, feel man, like let him do it. Up. Give him a chainsaw. He's gonna use it. You know, I, maybe we'll see Peacemaker wear the um, wear the force field helmet, the one with the large fin, the really Ooh, big yeah. fin in the in 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 the finale to keep the butterfly off of him. Oh, that could be a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> you know what i I just I just remembered the creepy ass dude that worked with Morn. Lock. Oh my god. What just the him, hell was him, he? Him, <laughs> him describing the Hamburglar to, to, to Song and Fitzgibbon, and he goes rama rama. But he was like, like that was the one time where I was like the that that his that he was overtaken by the butterflies. I was like, oh man, I want to know why this guy's so fucking weird. Yeah. He was so weird, but like so perfectly on edge all the time that it was so good. And it was like, oh man, we'll never find out. And the way the way he was mocking them as <laughs> as as he's like shooting them. And then did you see the post-credit scene where he's like, he's like, be sad, be sad. He's standing over the body and he's like staring at it. he's like talking. I was like, what? <laughs> what a random but so well-realized character. <laughs> Just there for shits and giggles and to, to help with the white dragon. Though I do feel like that he they're kind of hinting at because Morton's a butterfly. So the original yeah. version of that character is who knows when he took over. Yeah. Uh, that they're kind of hinting at this guy, that these two have a history that maybe the person he took over was he hinted that he was like a shit bag or something. Mm-hmm. So perhaps that's also something where there's that connection there. It's so weird though with the butterfly where he's like, oh, I felt I I took I made a decision because he was like the worst kind of guy and stuff like that. So I'm really curious how he and Amanda Waller met. Because mm-hmm. wouldn't Waller like figure it out? <laughs> was it his I like, idea? I feel like Waller would recruit the original Mern for the Suicide Squad. Yeah, I could see that. So I'm I'm really curious. Like either she was like, I'll work with you, but they pretend like she doesn't know about it, like the details or something. So I'm I'm really curious if that comes into play later. Cause she definitely knows something. That's why she sent her own daughter to the mission. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, yeah, her daughter was like the honest source, the one yeah. the one she knew she could trust most on the team. That's true. Yeah. If she needed information. No, it's like when you're, you know, when you're with friends and they don't know you're there and everyone's just complaining about you or your father or your mm-hmm. mother and you're just like, don't say anything. So like Amanda Waller's a tool and she's like, well, well, well you don't know her. <laughs> she's, she's got good intentions. I, and then I always think about how she just got knocked the fuck out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It just reminds me in the first episode when they're when they're at Fennel Fields and and they see the eagle and they go and um I think it's a Conan Lewis who goes oh, Waller's fucking us and and, and and Mern's like she's not fucking us and he turns around and he goes she's fucking us yes yeah, I love that interaction <laughs> it just stuck it's, with it's, Chuck Woody's line delivery is perfect yeah he it hits perfectly he's really good at dry humor. 
Mm-hmm. And I'm really curious to see him as a villain with that kind of, you know, that kind of delivery. Oh unofficially, my God. unofficially, possibly a villain in another True. movie. True. Maybe. Wink, I think. Wink. 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 Who knows? We know. <laughs> Everyone knows. Better <laughs> knows. What is this industry now? <laughs> yeah. Wild West. <laughs> On tumbleweeds. A lot of tumbleweeds. This ain't the book of Boba Fett. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you don't. Well, you don't need book of Boba Fett. I mean, you don't need Boba Fett. So true, true. We learned something. Uh, I would yeah. love Peacemaker that didn't involve Peacemaker half the time, mm-hmm. and he got a cameo in like the before final episode. <laughs> poor Peacemaker. Uh, I mean, poor Boba Fett. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Boba Fett. Yeah, that guy. We know him, kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just being sus in the podcast. You don't really, like, an hour long of not saying anything. Just, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, that guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but we got we got exciting. We got two more episodes to go. Uh, the show ends in February 17th, I think. So it's not too long. Ten days. Yeah, it's a shame. Time flies. Dude. Oh. <laughs> Dude. Oh. But we'll, so upset. Yeah. Then we, but, then, we have to, then we have to wait till December for the next James Gunn project. Till December, true. He has. Oh yeah. Well, he's busy filming Guardians. I'm curious. Are, are we gonna get Batgirl this year? I don't think so. They just no, started the direct, the direct the director said this year. Yeah, but it's like such a short time window. Yeah, I mean, it's not a huge film. That's true. Yeah. And they're they're probably. Well, I don't know how close they are to. I mean, they're, they're st- they've surely done a lot that we haven't seen. Plus, I think they'll rely a bit more on practical effects, going by what they've shown. Mm-hmm. I just can't imagine like it's going to be an effects-heavy film. Yeah, I hope it gets at least a little a short theatrical run because I would love to see it in theaters. Yeah, it's weird that it didn't get it, but Blue Beetle did. You think Batgirl would have a bit Gosh, more power? Thank God. <laughs> if they throw Static Shock on HBO Max. Oh. You, yeah. not, you do not put Static Shock on HBO. People love. People grew up with that character. It's put a big character. Yeah, like that's him. You know, get him up on up on the big screen. IMAX. Ah, oh, come on! If you're listening, DC, <laughs> HBO Max, you listening? <laughs> They're definitely listening. James uh, Gunn, he listens weekly. <laughs> He's a weekly listener. Are they gonna talk about Peacemaker? Oh man. <laughs> oh, fuck this shit. Oh. <laughs> talk about something else. Dick. These guys, these guys suck. <laughs> I'll listen to next week. Maybe they get better. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you keep an audience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but I think we'll wrap it up there. We cannot wait for the next episode. Hey. Dear listener, thank you for hanging out with us again. If you want to stay up to date on anything Peacemaker, DC, or anything your heart desires, be sure to check out murphysmultiverse.com. If you want to chat with us, let us know what you think about the latest episodes of Peacemaker. You can find John on Twitter at Wild Patrol with two E's. Wild Patrol Lee. <laughs> no, it's the, the E is at the end of Wild. <laughs> I just I just confuse people. <laughs> just make it up however. It's like, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can find me on that Abel, T-H-A-T-A-B-E-R-L. And we cannot wait until next time. See you then. <laughs>